Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number three of the Woofing Possum podcast. Today we're going to be talking about body language in our dogs, and seeing if we can answer the question, does a wagging tail mean a happy dog? Now before we dive into that, I want you to join me with a little experiment. Now don't worry guys, it doesn't take a lot of effort, all you need is your imagination. So what I would like you to do is pick a location. Now that can be absolutely anywhere, it could be in your home, it could be the high street, shop, a bar, the beach, whatever it might be, but pick a particular location that you can visualise really well. Cool. Now that you've done that, I want you to place a person in that room with you, but is a good distance away from you. So they're probably shouting distance kind of away from you, so they're not close enough to really hear you if you were talking in your normal voice. And I want you to picture that person having their arm in the air. And that arm is moving. Okay, so what's the first motion that you see that person doing with their arm? Is it bolt upright straight in the air? Is it moving? And if it's moving, how is it moving? Is it maybe side to side, kind of left to right motion? And is that motion soft and easy? So kind of uh, flows from left to right. Or is it quite jagged and sharp? What position is their hand? Is their hand with the palm facing you or the back of the hand facing you? How are their fingers? Are they open and spread out or are they clenched up like a fist? Or is there even just maybe one or two fingers showing? Now all of these things guys start to paint a picture in your mind of what is that person telling us? Is it a nice friendly wave? Has their arm come up from their side in that nice arcing manner up into the air and it's moving left and right, nice and kind of slow, it's really fluid, their hand is facing you, the palm of the hand that is, and their fingers are spread out and it's a really nice energetic friendly wave. Or did their hand shoot upright from their kind of waist straight up into the air like a kid in the classroom who knows the answer to the question? And maybe was the back of their hand showing to you, and maybe was there no fingers, or maybe even one or two fingers showing. Now, all of these things will paint a picture in your mind of how that person is, how they're feeling, and what message are they trying to convey to you. And our dogs do exactly the same thing. However, when our dogs do it, it's often much more subtle. And being people, we can sometimes miss a lot of these cues, or a lot of these body language little insights that our pooch likes to give us because they're not as overt as a big hand in the air moving side to side. In fact, we only really tend to pay attention to our dog's body language when it gets really overt. So when a tail tucks really tight between the legs or when teeth show and there's a growl or there is maybe some shouting and some barking going on. When Pooch displays these types of elements, this type of body language, we suddenly tune into it really, really quickly. But the chances are they've given us a whole host of other body language cues before this that we've just completely missed. So we're going to get into how do you start to understand your dog's body language a little bit more. Now, body language is a an art and a science all of its own but there are certainly things we can do with our own dogs that will give us huge insight into how they're feeling 
the chances are you're really quite tuned in already into how your dog is and how your dog feels by their body language without being overly aware of it. And that's because a lot of body language reading is quite subconscious to us. Now, because we are currently still, uh, certainly in the UK, in lockdown at the moment, it's a fantastic time to start to read your dog's body language in something that I often refer to with clients as in neutral or normal. Now, what I mean by that is Pooch is in a safe, familiar place. The energy is quite low and they're just being them and they can relax and be themselves. And this is a fab time to get to know what our dog looks like in this relaxed, neutral state. Now, whenever we're looking at our dog's body language, that's the first thing I ask people to do is to get your pooch in that environment where they are nice and calm so you can start to read and analyse and look at your dog's body language. But when we're doing this out and about and through general life and as we progress with our ability to read our dog's body language, we have to take into account many other factors. Things like breed is always a good one to start with because what we will do is start to look at different elements of the dog's body and the dog's composition. And some breeds make that quite difficult. So, for example, if I wanted to read the tail of a pug, that's probably going to be quite hard because they're quite short, they can be curled tight to the body, and they don't have a lot of movement or shape to them. When you compare that to maybe um, a German Shepherd dog, for example, that's got quite a long tail that kind of flows down the back of their body, down the back of their legs. So we have to take into account what dog is it that we're trying to read, but then we've also got to look at the context as a whole. So what I mean by that is when we're doing this in the home, that's fine, it's nice and relaxed, Pooch is likely going to be really calm. And once we understand our dog at that level, we can then start to look at changes when we're in different environments and different contexts. But more on that a little later. So how do we actually read our dog's body language? Well, it's actually really simple. All we've got to do is look at them. And when we look at them, we've just got to try and describe what it is we're seeing. Now, I'm going to talk you through all the different things to look through across the entire body of your dog. But to start with, as we're trying to answer the question, does a wagging tail mean a happy dog? Let's start with the tail. So when you're looking at your dog's tail, what I want you to look for is how it looks in that relaxed natural position in the kind of silhouette of your dog's outline so if i again pick on one of my german shepherds as they're stood kind of side profile to me their back will go along and then it will reach the back of their bum and their tail starts and that tail when they're relaxed will drop down and it follows kind of that silhouette shape of their back legs and right towards the bottom it will start to curve in and then it will kind of just very gently flick out but when they're relaxed, their tail is nice and low and it does follow that kind of outline of their back legs. So it's not sticking out, it's not doing kind of up over their back or anything like that. It's quite down and relaxed. Now, what I tend to do is write these things down on a piece of paper. And at the end of this episode, I will also give you um, access to some additional resources that can help you with this. But for now, just have a piece of paper handy and a pencil. And as your dog's just stirred in the living room or in the kitchen, I want you to take a look at that tail and try and describe how it's been held and where it is in relation to the rest of their body. 
And again, remember guys, this is the, the neutral. This is their dog in that kind of nice, relaxed, happy state. So once you've understood that, you can then start to watch for movement. And when that movement happens, a bit like at the start when we were imagining the person with their arm in the air, we want to look for what type of movement is it. Is the tail moving upwards? So what I mean by that is, is it becoming more and more parallel with the back or even going beyond the height of the back and into the air? Is there side-to-side movement? And if there is side-to-side movement, try and describe it. Is it happening from just the tip of the tail? Is that just moving side to side very softly? Is it moving side to side really rapidly? Is that movement beyond the tip of the tail? Is it actually moving throughout the whole tail and moving up towards the bum? If it's moving up towards the bum, is the bum moving? Or is it almost like there's a little pivot joint from the bum to the tail and the tail is moving but the best of the body, so the rest of the body is not? So all of these things will start to give you a little bit of insight. Now when you observe changes in that tail, this is where you need to start looking at the context. So why has the tail started moving? Is it because somebody's come into the room? And when that person's come into the room, the dog's tail has started to move. Now at this point guys, don't worry about looking at anything else on your dog. And what I mean by that is the rest of their body. When you're doing this type of body language analysis, it's best just to pick one Focus on that and the rest will kind of naturally follow. So when you see that movement in the tail, try and understand what caused it to happen. Is it because I've just picked up their favourite toy? Has somebody come into the room? Is it dinner time? Have they heard something on the TV or maybe something outside? So when you know what caused that particular movement in the tail and when you can then see what type of effect on the movement it had on that tail, you can start to build a bit of a picture. So a great example of this is you can do it yourself by picking up one of your dog's favourite toys and just watching the tail and see what happens. And making a little note, either mental or writing them down, and you will start to build a picture of, okay, so I know that my dog got really excited when I picked up the toy, and this is what their tail went like from that nice neutral normal position into the excited position. And then as you start to play with Pooch, and that excitement level increases and increases and increases, keep watching that tail. You will likely see it change again and again and again. And again, guys, remember, that's on the assumption that your dog has quite an expressive tail. If it doesn't, you can apply this logic to something completely different, such as the ears, is always a good one to go to next. So as you're playing with your dog and that excitement level starts to rise... Make those notes and you will start to understand all these little subtle changes in your dog's tail and the body language that your dog is expressing through their tail. Fab. So once you've done that, you can start to apply this when you're out and about on a walk. And you will probably see Pooch's tail change from the minute that you start your little routine to leave the house. And then when you get outside, you can watch their tail whilst taking in everything that's going on in the environment. So that might be joggers or other dogs or squirrels in the park or their favourite bit of grass to sniff. And all of the time that these things are going on, try and see if you can keep an eye on that tail and make some notes. If you're really geeky like me, you can put your headphones and microphone into your phone. You can set a little voice recorder going 
And as you're on your walk, you can start to make little verbal notes of what's happening and what was happening in the environment when you saw that particular change in the tail. Now, being a dog trainer, this is something I do with, with clients quite a lot, but I do it with my own dogs as well. And particularly when new dogs come into your home, particularly if you maybe got a rescue dog, for example, it's a fabulous way to start to understand your dog's body language. And you will start to realize it's incredibly expressive and you've probably just missed it. Because, like me, when you were growing up, you were probably brought up that a wagging tail means a happy dog. And you will very quickly start to realise, guys, that that probably isn't actually true. A dog's tail will move and wag for a whole host of reasons. It might be excitement, it might be happiness, it might be nervousness, it might be because they're inquisitive. There's lots of reasons that a dog's tail might move. But until you start to really observe it and really watch it, you will then start to build that picture of what is normal for your dog, what's that nice, happy, relaxed position, versus what's an excited tail, what's a scared tail, what's a, I'm a little bit unsure, I might be a little bit inquisitive type tail. And then you will very quickly start to pick up on the rest of the body. So, let's have a quick move around the body and give you some other cues and clues into what to look at. So if we start from the tail and we move up over the back, now, for a lot of dogs, you won't see a huge amount of body language in their back unless they're really good at showing their hackles. Now, that is a perfectly normal behavior for dogs if they do have the ability to do that kind of polyrectus element where their hairs will stand up on their back. And if they do that again, um, so many times that I've, have I heard that that is because they're aggressive and actually, really not. Lots of dogs will do it through excitement as well. So again, a little bit like a waggy tail means a happy dog. It's not always true, guys. So if you see the heckles up on a dog's back, again, that doesn't always mean that they're angry or aggressive. It's just part of the puzzle and part of that picture that we've got to put together. So if your dog does have a back that does have a lot of movement in its fur, then absolutely do the exact same thing that you did with the tail. Start with neutral and start to watch through different environments and through different experiences what happens with that fur on the back of their back. Now, from there, we can move on to the head. Now, the head's got absolutely loads of parts that we can look at to get a really good insight into our dog's body language. Ears, obviously, are a natural next step. Now, with ears, again, guys, a bit like tail, you've got to take breed into account. But again, they can be incredibly expressive. Again, I've got German Shepherd dogs and I've got a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and the movement in their ears for their breeds is unbelievable. You can tell so much by the way that they hold their ears. So again, just like before, we start in neutral. What does normal look like? And then we can do little experiments. We can play with them. We can go for walks. We can have feeding times. We can go through all these different stages of emotional responses from the dog and start to watch what does that mean when I look at the ears and I can start to scribble notes and build a bit of picture as well. From the ears, you can move down to the eyes. Now, again, really subtle movement in the eyes. And the biggest thing to look out for is the white part of the dog's eye. If you're seeing a lot of white, whether that's through playing excitement or whether they're nervous, um, if you're doing... Grooming is a really good time to look for for the whites of the eyes. Usually, guys, that is a really strong sign from a dog that they're feeling uncomfortable. 
So if you are seeing a lot of white in your dog's eyes, if they're, we call it whale eye, you know, it's kind of really kind of boggle eyes or eyes are really wide open. You can see lots of that white. Whatever environment or situation you're in, my advice would usually be you probably want to change or get out of there. The dog's giving you a real clear indication that they're not really comfortable in that scenario. But a nice relaxed dog, you should see that their eyes are probably what we call almond shaped, so they're nice and soft. There's not a lot of tension around their eyes, and you can't really see a lot of the white in their kind of uh, eyes and pupils themselves. So again, you can start to look at their eyes when you're doing play, when you're doing feeding time, when new people come home, even when new people meet your dog. It's a really good time to look at your dog's eyes and see how comfortable they are with that particular interaction. Moving on from their eyes, um, you can then move around to the mouth. Again, loads of things we can pick up on here, guys, around how Pooch is holding their mouth. Is it open? Is it closed? How much teeth can you see? Is that a normal amount of teeth? Or is the dog starting to kind of curl their lips and show a little bit more teeth? Is the tongue out? And then also start to look at the breathing. So is dog panting? Uh, Is it sort of sharp, shallow breaths? Are they holding their breath? Again, all of these things, guys, when you take into account the situation or the context that you're in, will start to add to that overall picture to how your dog is feeling. You can also look at weight distribution as well. So as you kind of stand back and look at your dog, which way are they kind of leaning to? Are they leaning forward? Are they kind of moving backwards and shifting the weight over their back legs? Are they going down and making their body really low to the ground and low centre of gravity? Are they even maybe rolling onto their side or even exposing their belly and also you can also think about how much noise your dog's making again just like us dogs will vocalize but they do it less than us so again if a dog is vocalizing it's a really good thing to listen at uh, listen to i should say um and try and understand what is your dog trying to convey as part of that Now, usual good rules of thumb, guys, is obviously it's kind of the pitch. So if your dog is vocalizing, whether that's a a little bit of a sing-song or whether it's a bark, try and describe it. Is that a really kind of high-pitched, almost like a yap? Or is it a really deep, guttural kind of bark? And again, all of these things will start to build a picture of what your dog is normally and then what they look like when they go through those different phases, whether that's excitement or play or new people coming into the home or whatever it might be. So that was a really quick whistle-stop tour, guys, of how to look at your dog and how to move through body language. Now, I hope you've picked up. I haven't actually said whether wagging tail means happy dog or whether showing teeth means angry, aggressive dog. And that's because, honestly, guys... There is no right or wrong answer with that. Whenever we're reading dog's body language, it's about that entire picture. It's about what's normal. And then what are those changes in our dog's body language? And when is it occurring and why is it occurring? And then we can start to assign the emotional feeling that dog might be in at that particular time. And you will start to pick up on lots and lots of little cues that Pooch will be giving us that we've probably missed time and time again. So it's a really good experiment to do, guys, when you're at home now and we've got that extra time without Pooch to start doing this type of analysis. And what's really good is we can then start to understand our dogs a little bit more and help them out a little bit more. Again, as I mentioned towards the start of the podcast, guys, we often only react or see or pay attention to dogs' body language when it's at that extreme level, when it's really overt and it's really obvious. 
However, the more we can start to see and understand our dog's bodily language at that kind of more minute level, the more we can start to help Pooch out, the more we can understand them. And then they need to go through that accelerated behavior and get to that really overt stage starts to reduce because Pooch starts to learn that, you know, mum, dad, whoever it may be starts to understand me and therefore I might not need to shout and bark because I'm feeling a little bit anxious because dad's already picked up on the fact that I was feeling a little bit anxious by the way that I held my body, the way my ears changed, the way my tail changed, the way that my breathing changed and dad already knew that I wasn't feeling too good and we were heading towards the vets so dad has taken some action to make me feel a lot better about that and I've not had to escalate my behavior to a point where it's just blatantly obvious because now dad's tuned into how I feel by being able to read my body language a lot more so guys i hope you've enjoyed this little insight into dog's body language if you want to head on over to the great paws website so that's greatpaws.co.uk you will see we now have a link to the free stuff now the free stuff actually will take you to the new great paws gang online learning platform where there's a host of free courses there will be some specialized paid for courses and more importantly there's free stuff And one of those free articles is the sheet for you to do your dog body language analysis on. So it's a free PDF. You can download it. You can save it. You can print it off. And my advice is do lots of copies. So you can start to have different scenarios where you're doing that body language observations. You can make different notes and then you can start to compare. So he's my dog in neutral, kind of nice, relaxed, happy at home. He's my dog at the park. He's my dog at doggy daycare. He's my dog when he plays with my best mate who's the neighbour next door, whatever it might be. And you will start to really get in tune with your dog's body language and that will help you no end. It will help you in training. It will help you in everyday life. And it will help you when you're trying to understand how your dog's feeling about new situations, which is when it's really, really powerful. So guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, like, rate, subscribe. And we will be back soon with a new episode. But head on over to the greatpause.co.uk website. Check out the free resources. Check out the new free course. And even more will be coming on that platform very, very soon. So take care, stay safe, and we will see you for episode four very soon. Mm-hmm.